0: Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Ruth chapter 1, Ruth chapter 1, we're going to read from verse 6 to 18, Ruth chapter 1. The Bible says that then she arose, meaning Naomi arose, with her daughter's in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab, that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. She heard that something good is happening back at home, but something really terrible has happened to me where I am. And so she decided to move. Verse 7, therefore, she went out from the place where she was and had two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to your mother's house. The Lord will deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. You've been so faithful. You can please go back home. Go back to your gods on the line, yes. The Lord will grant that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. So she kissed them. And they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, Surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, No, please turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? And are there sons still in my womb? That they may be husbands. Turn back to my daughters, go back. I'm too old to have a husband, even. And even if I should hope so, he said, if I should have a husband right now, tonight. And also bear sons tonight. Will you wait for them to have grown up? Will you restrain yourself from having husbands too? No. This is not going to work out. Please. My daughters, please. It grieves me so much for your sakes. I can see it in your eyes. You want to remain faithful. But please go back. For the hand of the Lord really has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. You can just picture that weeping. Picture that moment. Imagine we are acting this out in a film. Oprah kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth clung to her. And then she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Go back. Leave me to my woes. Verse 16. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me. And more also, if any but death parts you and I. Come on. This is heavy stuff. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. In The past two weeks, we have spoken so much about collaboration and my Darling wife, Ronke, came here last week and spoke to us about how not to collaborate. She spoke from um, someone. I feel that for sake of time, I want to press forward today. Though there is so much we can say on that subject. And I want to thank God for what's been going on in the home churches, how everybody has been bringing various dimensions of depth to this subject. In fact, to this series. Today, I want to take us a bit further. Because having these collaborations in place, having all these strong structures in place, is not an indication that they will grant us a lasting impact if this thing that we're about to talk today is not there. There is a particular attribute that sustains this. That's what I'm going to look at today and the title of my message is a strong thread that binds. A thread is supposed to be a weak thing. A thread really doesn't have that much strength. But we are putting the word strong. Besides thread, there has to be something about that thread that makes it more than meets the eye. The strong thread that binds. Let's remind ourselves that God wired us for relationships. Every one of us. You never learn who you are in isolation. No matter how safe it is in isolation, it doesn't really reveal your identity to you. You can't develop some important attributes of a believer, some characteristics, some fruits of the spirit. You can't develop that by yourself. Being alone, being behind the walls, that's not a place where you discover it. I'll give you an example. You cannot develop patience by yourself. You truly want to know whether you are patient. God will once you amongst people who would push you to extreme. Then some words will come out of your mouth. You say, ah, did I have that in my file? Things like forgiveness. You can't develop it by being by yourself. No, not at all. You need to get to a point where you have to forgive the undeserving. Then you are developing fruits. Things like perseverance. Everything you need to be a champion of God in God's house. In the kingdom of God, you can never develop them by being by yourself. It's not possible. That's why God plants you in a family, and I'm not talking about the natural family. Natural family, many times, friends, we have no choice. We have, to, we have to just endure ourselves. We have to live together. But God will plant you in a place where it has to take the love of God for you to remain. And that's where you are growing. That's the whole point. That's where God wants you and I to be. So the most important lessons in life are not learned in isolation. They are learned through the divine collaboration which is sustained by this strong thread. I can just give us this word. That thread today is called commitment. Somebody say commitment. Say it again. Many people in the last year, due to the pandemic, they have become a different version of themselves. In fact, to their own shock. Many people have discovered that, you know, there are things that are happening in their life right now. They have accepted as the norm that is not them. And the devil is a liar. You are a leader of somebody. But you have become used to a lifestyle or cozy lifestyle of prayerlessness or putting in no effort or serving nobody. But you were once one that people looked up to you. You were once a person that would stand in the place of prayer. You were once a person that could be sent into a mission field. But you become a person now that all you want to do is just have in life your own way. But that's not what you were designed for. That's not the way that God wants you. You can give yourself all kinds of excuses. But I want you to understand that very soon we'll run out of excuses. We'll run out of somebody to blame where there's lack of commitment. The Bible says that we are made up of a whole body. And within that body, the relevance of every part of my body, it's only when it is attached to each other. If you take my hand off, and it stands over there, that hand becomes irrelevant. Because the relevance of the hand is when it is functioning within the body. You take my eye off. The eye loses its strength. So the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16. He says, for in him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We grow up in love as each part does its work. Each part does its work. My dear friends, the part cannot do its work by being by itself. The part cannot do its work very well But you know, you can say, but I'm doing something. But is that the best God created you to do? Every one of us has something to do when we are connected in that collaboration. The purpose that God made you and I can only be fulfilled when we are connected to the body of Christ. And I'm saying the body of Christ, why? Because God has an agenda on earth. And he said, I will build my church. And then he also tells us that the kingdom will be upon that shoulder, that church. Do you understand that? And then when we are connected in that body, we now begin to function to bring on earth the agenda of God. The easiest thing to do when life appears black, when life has treated us really hard, the easiest thing to do is just to leave. The easiest thing to do is to quit. Everybody knows about quitting. In fact, it does not take a lot for you to quit. But it takes everything for you to stay. In that marriage. It takes everything for you to stay. In that mentoring relationship, it takes everything for you to stay. In that partnership, it takes everything for you to stay. In that friendship. Now, that is the one that is built on Christ. Now, I'm not talking about a mentoring relationship where, well, I am in it, but I'm not in it. One leg in, one leg out. You say what you want me to say, and I do what I want to do. Remember the example that was given to us last week? A man who wanted a priest, but it's what he will pay. So it doesn't matter. You can be in a church. If you have not actually submitted to the mentoring relationship of that church, you have not submitted to the shepherd of that house, it means really there is very little they can do in your life. If there is no commitment, we are at thy word. Because you said it, I don't want to throw my net, but because you said so, I will do it. That's when God begins to walk because you are walking beyond just the man. You are honoring the grace that set up the relationship. Am I talking to somebody? I'm not talking about a friendship that you only, you're only a a, a fair weather friends. You are fair weather friends between each other. So I only tell you what I want you to know. So, my dear friend, there cannot be any serious collaboration going on there because there is a different part of me that my best still does not know. But if truly I am your coach, then it means that what I say is what I'll do. There is this film many years ago, Sylvester Stallone, this film, Rambo. When Rambo got into this trouble with a force and they discovered his identity and they searched him out, they found out that he had a captain. Nobody could talk to Rambo. But he went and fished out his captain. Rambo would listen to nobody else except who? His captain. As a matter of fact, you must understand that there must be somebody who knows you, somebody you have submitted to. Listen to me, you may be older than them. You may know, you may be richer in terms of you know, financial resources than them. But there is a grace in their life. They are your coach. Many of the footballers, they earn more money than their coach. But they have come to understand that whatever the governor says, I do. There has to be a thread that binds you together beyond the storms of your life. Have you found the thread? It looks weak. But, my dear friend, when life treats you anyhow, that is the only thing that will hold you when everything does not make sense anymore. That's the thing that will hold that friendship. When everybody walks out, that's the thing that will hold that friendship. It's not because you are good. It's not because we are friends. I don't like what you've done. You may even have gone to jail, but I'll still visit you there. You may come out. I'll be the one to pick you. Am I talking to people? I'll be the one to pick you at the gate. I don't want to say I don't want to be associated with that person but my dear friends, you must understand this, that when God puts you in a divine collaboration, there is a reason for it and the world does not know it anymore. We live in a time that people are committed to weddings, but they are not committed to building a home together. There is problem we are out of the door we are committed to going to the building but we are not committed to giving to that building to sustaining that building we want a church that is beautiful we want a choir that is powerful but we are not committed to joining the choir or even if we are in the choir we are not committed to doing anything that will make us to be trained to be disciplined so we can maximize our talent there is a time for lack of commitment in our days and I want you to understand that the pandemic has come to worsen it So I can be in a meeting, but I'm not in that meeting. There are many people who are committed right now online, but they are not committed. That was my problem with a particular platform that I love and I belong to. And everybody is being listed, if you have attended it, because they look at the people who have logged in. I said in this day and age, who looks at people who logged in and believe they are there? But I want to take you to a place where you know you are committed to God. Where if no man is looking, God knows you are committed. There is a place in your heart that God wants you to be. In that marriage, it might not make sense, but you know God brought me here. I will stand. It may be painful. It may be difficult, but I'm committed. I'm committed. My friends, stay committed. If you are going to get this, you have to stay Committed beyond reasonable sense sometimes. Rocky. In his fight, in the second fight. It was hard for him. In fact, Creed was beating him. Every moment he was, he was on the mat. On the mat. Getting, hitting. Everybody was saying, okay, you got to quit now. But you know what? He was committed to the promise he made to his wife and his baby. I'm going to go in and fight and win. The wife said, I just want you to win. All he could see was win. Are you following me now? Even though he was always on the floor, he kept on standing in there. His eyes covered with blood. He kept on coming and he kept on rising. I say you keep on rising. This battle is not over yet. You are going to rise. You are going to rise. You are going to win. I see you rising. I see you rising. In the name of Jesus, this is not over. Not over at all. Through the stormy days will arise. Through the sunny days will arise. In the name of Jesus. The first thing that is important for you to understand is to commit to God. A commitment is to God. Stay committed to God. And if you stay committed to God, it means to stay committed to godly things. Oh, I am committed to God. So it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about me. That's not the point. If you're committed to God, you stay committed to Godly instructions. Stay committed to God. There are people who think, only if I had more money, I'll be committed. Only if I have a better job, I'll be committed. You know, there are individuals during this pandemic, you've got better jobs than you had before. Even in this season, you have to ask yourself. So how much more committed has that made you to be? There are three levels of living. There is a survivor mode. At a point where, you know, we're just trying to make ends meet, oh boy. You know, I, just, I can't make any ends meet. There is no food. I don't even know how we're going to get food. I don't know how I'm going to get clothes. You're thinking that's what is the issue in your life. Trying to survive. Trying to survive, but that's not the issue. Then you move past that to success mode. That is a level where, okay, now we have some money. We can change our clothes. We can change our wardrobe. We can change our house. We can change our car. We can change anything. We have a little money left over. Success mode. None of these things make you a champion. None of these things make you a winner. We you know why? People who are billionaires can be frustrated overnight. What happened? We don't know. is this third level. It's a significance mode. Significance mode. Ha ha ha! My dear friends, what will make you to survive? Any storm, any situation is how significant you are. You might be the one with the largest house, biggest house, biggest car in a congregation. It does not make you significant. The one wearing the most expensive jewelry or clothes, it does not make you significant or even relevant to God. But what makes you relevant is your Significance. What men are taking as important is not what is relevant to God. Because in the kingdom of God, God wants to see who is significant. He said, are you giving a cup of water to the least of my people? If God is looking for who to sign, can he find you? You may be the loudest in the group. That doesn't make you significant. How can I be committed? Be committed to something bigger than you something bigger than you that's what i'm just trying to get you to see bigger than your shoes bigger than your house vision bigger than the plans be committed to something bigger than you be committed to something bigger than you this is the key to moving forward earlier on in the year i taught us some five crucial keys of progress i said it's important for you to have vision that vision It's wherever you find yourself tomorrow is the picture you saw today. We also said to ourselves it's not enough to have a vision of tomorrow without having a faith to get there. So you must believe to have faith. I'm getting there. I'm pushing on. That's how progress comes. We now said it's okay to have faith. It's okay to have vision. But you must also be thanking God for every single step. Magnify God for every single progress you make. We told ourselves it's important to magnify God. That's the proof that you are making progress. Thank him for yesterday. Thank him that you are alive today. Then you also have to thank him for favor. Lord, I thank you for favor the people you bring into my life to move me forward. The collaborations around me. And here is the fifth important point. You also now have to be diligent to actually be committed to the thing which you have seen ahead of you. So now I want to link this to that commitment. That commitment we spoke about in January. In the journey towards the end, you must be committed to it. This reminds us of the story of Ruth. Ruth the Moabites. Pastor Ronke told us that if you missed Friday Bible studies, please don't miss it anymore. Awesome stuff are happening. Do you know that every good thing you see today, Every good thing we see today is because someone committed to seeing the process through. This microphone is working. Because someone committed to providing a microphone that is cordless. That will have no interference. Because they didn't get to this point overnight. Someone committed to every good thing you see. They committed to the process of bringing it through. Many times we celebrate what they are brought through. But we forgot the part that they got through something. Now you are the person that God is counting on to also go through a thing to actually bring to pass the questions that other people are asking right now. So what is the question that has been asked around you? And I want to tell you that you are relevant in that plan of God to bring it to pass. Amen. You are quite relevant. It is easy for people to praise you when everything is cool. The boxer, the stadium is shouting. Or should I say, it is easy for the boxer to believe, yes, I can win this. When everything is fighting, you are the one on top. But can you still believe it when you are the one on the floor? I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but it seems that you might feel you are the one on the floor. But you must still believe the vision you saw at the beginning. You must still believe the God who called you is still God. It might be that the people who believed in you, once upon a time, they have left you. You must still believe the God who called you out. It must be that you started the journey with a partner that said, I believe in you. We are raising these children together, but they are no longer there. You are left with us children by yourself. Believe in the God who gave the children, not any man or any woman. Am I talking to you today now? You must understand that children are the heritage of the Lord. God who gave them, he will keep them. Together we will walk across. In the name of Jesus. That reminds us of the story of Ruth. Ruth and Oprah were married to the sons of Naomi, how do you understand that they died? The the sons died, their father died while they were out there in Moab, and Naomi decided she's going back to Bethlehem. The story you know very well, but it is the answer that Ruth gave in sixteen verse sixteen that is important in our message today. She said, "Entreat me not to leave you." But to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. In other words, if you bring out all those five keys I just spoke about earlier on, you find them in this passage. I might not know exactly where you are going, but you have somewhere you are going to. That becomes my vision. It is easy to walk away from a mentor that God placed in you. Because today, they appear non-useful. And that was the message on Friday. Do you understand this now? You think it's all over. And so people talk evil. Oh, that wicked woman, I don't need her anymore in my life. That wicked man, I don't need him anymore in my life. But you must understand that what Ruth is teaching us at this point is, even though I don't know where I'm going to, but you are still moving, I will move with you. And then she said that where you lodge, I will lodge you have a place you're lodging, I'm going to perch with you. It might not be convenient Well, we're going to be together. We're not leaving this marriage just because we lost our home. And I'm not going to say useless man, useless woman, because we have lost our home. Whatever we have is what we have. If I have to sleep and put my head on this bag, I will for now. I, I'm talking to someone today. There are too many marriages, too many godly relationships that are broken because we are going through a bad storm might not be okay today but i see that we are still moving there is still breath in you there is still breath in you you have not decided to commit suicide now you're not hanging up i'm still going with you your people shall be my people your god and now you have to understand that what Ruth is saying here Ruth had seen this family. They have a different one God. They have one God different from the gods of her own people. So she has learned a difference between the gods of her people in Moab and the one God of Israel. So I'm not bringing my gods. I'm I'm holding on to your God. My faith is built on the belief that there is a God you are serving. And you are going to that God. I'm not asking you to jump into fire with somebody who is heading into hell. She's going to Bethlehem. Then the Bible says, when she realizes she's not going to back down, she stopped. See, most people don't know that part of your story. They don't know the part where you gave up or you could have given up. They don't know the part where you had to bury somebody painful. And that's the point where many people said, faith is useless. What have you lost? What is it to have lost that has made you to now feel everything is useless? Everything is meaningless. There is a strong thread that binds beyond the storms of life. And that's the thread I am reawakening in your spirit this morning. There's another man in the Bible. His name is Elisha. In 2 Kings chapter 2, the Bible says his master Elijah was about to be taken home. That's again, under the instruction of God. And so Elijah said to Elisha, in verse 2, Elisha, stay here, because I am going to Bethel. The guy said, no, I'm not leaving you. Where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Are you following me now? The only thing he didn't add to it is where you die, I will die. He said, no, I'm not going to let you. I'm going to stick with you right to the end. So the man got to Bethel. Okay, you've come so far. You've been a good guy now. Please go back or stay here. Because I am going to Jericho. Sir, I'm going with you. To do what? If I had to make matters worse. Other colleagues in the school of prophets were saying, excuse me, excuse me. Can I see you? The reason why all of us are not following boss is we have got the memo too. So let him go. The man is going. His time is over. He's finished. Even his own son died. So who are you asking him to pray for you? He's finished. If he can't help himself. I remember years ago. A woman said. How can you let a man. Who cannot have his own child. Lay hands on you for wedding. He will pass barrenness to you. That's what the woman said. But you see God has a way of vindicating his servants. I said everyone who has looked down at you. They said if God can answer your prayer. Why are you seeing the way you are? why are you still single why don't you have a child why don't you have this you how can you be the one lay hands on me how can you be the one who is my pastor i speak to you in the name of jesus everyone under the sound of my voice this morning may god who vindicated me may that god answer your prayer may that God lift you up in the name of Jesus, may that God give you a new story, may he give you a reason to rejoice, may he give you a thing to show the world that my God lives, my God answers prayer may that God hold you as you are holding on to that God God I will not let you go except to bless me when I heard that, you can be seated I went to God like Ezekiah did I said, God, here is a letter again. Somebody has sent you a letter. How can I bless my precious son and daughter because of an affliction? I place a letter in front of God. See, when things like this happen in your life, don't fight it. And don't stop committing. Don't stop committing. Commit much more to God Much more to God. In the midst of that thing that they have called you. How can you a single mother, your marriage, we need what happened to you. How can you give me counsel on relationship? Take it to God. But commit much more to God. Commit much more to God. Are you listening to me now? Because listen, sometimes God will use you to bless others in the areas of your greatest pain. Elisha said to Elijah, I will not let you go. I'm going with you. He said, alright, I'm going to Jordan. Jordan appears to be a much more difficult place because it is a place of death. And they had to cross a river. to not even make it much more difficult. And Elijah parted the river and he crossed. Elisha followed him. Before they crossed, he said, what is it you want? Why are you following me? He didn't ask for a wife because Naomi said, should I be married today and give you a a son? No, he said, what I want is double portion. In that relationship, that mentoring relationship, that friendship, in that partnership, you must be clear. Why are we together? Are you following me now? And so... He said, you have asked a hard thing. And what you ask is beyond me to give. Only God can give it. I pray for everybody who is committed to something God gave to them today. Either to your marriage, either to your vision, either to your church, either to your, the house of God. Whatever it is, I pray for you in the name of Jesus. The God of God. The God who answers prayer. The God who lifts a person from beyond reproach. May that God answer your prayer today. In the name of Jesus, may he vindicate you. May that God answer you quickly. May he come right now and show up his face. It's important to know. There are things God will do, things you should do. Remember I said on the fifth point of that vision thing, it it finishes with commitments. Which means there are things you should do, God won't do for you. You can't be asking God to bless your exams that you are not prepared to study for. Commit to studying. In Ruth chapter 4 verse 17. Ruth 4 verse 17, the Bible says, A neighbor... All the neighbor gave him a name saying there is a son born to Naomi. Ah, Excuse me. I thought the son was born to Ruth. And they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse. The father of David. When you look at the story or you go back to read the story of how the, the genealogy of Jesus Christ and you see that this is a Lineage of Jesus Christ, you have to understand that what brought that about was the commitment of a woman at the time that it looked so impossible. People celebrate the outcome, but they forgot that there's something that busted. Are you listening to this? In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 13 to 15. Second Kings chapter two, 13 to 15. The Bible say, he also took up the mantle of Elijah. This is when Elijah had gone up in to heaven. So Elijah took up the mantle of Elijah. Somebody in the name of Jesus, we are receiving a mantle. A mantle of double portion in the name of Jesus. Hmm. It says, and then he went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took out the mantle of Elijah. Watch it. He still called it the mantle of Elijah. I told us a few weeks ago, when you come into collaboration, there are certain people that you model after. Some of them, you know them. Some, you don't know. You start at the beginning, modeling someone. Do you understand this now? You start at the beginning, modeling someone, and as you grow in grace, your uniqueness begins to come out. So at this point, it was the mantle of Elijah. As this man began to walk on the mantle, it's soon going to become the mantle of Elijah. The uniqueness of it is going to become very obvious because it's going to do double of whatever he received. The signature of his own calling is going to become very visible. So he got to the river, he brought out the mantle of Elijah and he said, where is the God of Elijah? Elijah. He's still starting his journey. But it's because his commitment is beyond death. He served the man to the end. And when he had done this, he struck the river and he divided this way and that way. And Elisha crossed over. Now verse 15 is what is interesting. Now the sons of the prophet who were from Jericho, (laughs) the same people who said it was all over, when they saw him, they said, ah, ah, we knew you were going to get it. Look at the oil. <laughs> Look at the spirit of Elijah. Look at how he's operating in your life. Do you know? Nearly twenty-one years ago, when God answers our prayer, people have said stuff about us. They came down to physically see whether well, it was true. People will come down to see your miracle. Ah, that's a weak amen. People will come out. That is it true they will come out to see. You will get visitations at the different times of the day that we have heard it, but we want to see. We want to see in the name of Jesus. Is it true that Roger had a baby? Is this possible They will come and see your story. They will come and witness it. That you mean she can laugh again. You mean that the joy has come again. You mean the tree has become fruitful again. It will be your story. In the name of Jesus. Receive it three times. Receive it three times. Receive it three times. They say we can see it. You know, if they could see it, they will have followed. Let me close this morning by reminding us, Jesus Christ, it was commitment that kept him on the cross. It was hard. He was asking the Father if you could take this cup from me. But God said, no. God sent his angels. Commitment to the promises that this is why he came to die. As we close this morning i want you to understand that commitment is still here that's why we have tied to this message the strong thread the binds when you look at thread it appears quite weak it appears can it stand it because of the stress that thing might look physically weak but there is a grace upon it that will sustain it that's why it is strong. I, am I talking to somebody this morning? That's why it will stand. My friend, it's not going to be in your physical energy, your physical strength. When you commit to something, everybody say, why are you still standing? Cause God and die. Why are you still retaining your integrity after all you have been through? Come on. do what? You know, you are standing. I say that grace is coming upon your life right now. I speak grace upon you, grace upon you. Everyone that is standing, everyone that is committing, you are committing to God, you are committing to your faith. You are saying, God, I am still standing. You are saying, God, I am believing you. I am believing you in this relationship. I am believing you in this business. I am believing you in my walk with God. I am believing you in my local church. I am believing you, O God. Lord, I am serving you. I trust you, O God, you are coming through. I decree in the name of Jesus, your waiting shall not be in vain. Your waiting shall not be in vain. You are coming back with testimonies. You are coming back with rejoicing. You are coming back with testimony as you commit to it, as you give to it, as you say, I am a blessing. I am not a curse. I say that the blessing of God will shoot forth in your life. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Receive all the glory and all the praises morning. Thank you for many lives right now. They will have given up. But this message has come to strengthen them. It has come to strengthen them, oh God. They will never remain the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. Would you like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised? In today's message, please do call us on plus four four two 208 597 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you. Till we meet again, God bless.